0: The words we use decide our attitude. Someone who tells themselves it can't be done, the truth is they will never attempt to try the task in the first place. It's amazing that the power of the words we speak in any given situation, we can choose, understand that, first up, that word choose, we can choose to speak positive or we can choose to speak negative. We can choose to speak life, or we can choose to speak death. Now the truth is, we are negative by nature. That means you don't have to teach anyone to be negative. They will always find the negative. But what we actually do is we need to choose to be positive. Positive in our train of thought, positive in the words that we speak. And the greatest gift that all humanity was given was the same gift. It was the power to choose. The power of choice. And it's your will that is powered by your motivation that determines the end reaction. If I want to choose to be positive, it's more than a simple desire I need to have. My motivation to be positive needs to be understood. Why I should be positive is necessary. Your motivation can overpower your will. You might want to do something, but will never until until your will for doing it is greater than your motivation to not. To be positive in your speech requires more than just your simple desire. The desire to be positive needs to be to overcome the desire to be negative, or our nature to be negative. It's probably a bit more way. I better put a bit way. Look, I'm a bit tongue-tied at the moment. Now remember, we are negative by nature, and the desire to be positive needs to overcome our nature to be negative. Proverbs 18:21 says, "Death and life." are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. When we are faced with difficult obstacles, and we are all faced with difficult obstacles from time to time, what are the words that come out of our mouths? It is so easy to find fault with something, find the negative in something, to choose to find that negative, but it's so much harder to find the positive. We can go through a situation, uh, be visible in a situation, have a perspective of a situation, and we can be sitting there and we can find the negative in that. And there are so many examples where humans have risen up against the obstacles that they have been in front of and become simple overcomers. And the truth is they all have something in common. And it wasn't their social status, it wasn't their wealth, it wasn't their speech. It wasn't the power of their words. It was simply the power of choice. To choose something bigger than them. There's a great story that I was actually showed uh, about six years ago called The Miracle Man. And The Miracle Man is a video, uh, you can Google it, it's on YouTube. It's about a man um, who was a pilot and he flew. or Actually, he was a business owner who flew on, the, flew on his weekends. And he was flying and he got trapped in some power lines, came crashing down bad accident okay um, and this is going back a bit and they basically they took him to the hospital and their outcome was he would never walk again uh, they said he had injuries just below uh, the head with or the skull where it joins to the the spinal cord and so everything under that was lost he was on a breathing machine and i mean the worst case scenario that you can possibly imagine maybe even dropping your phone Right? <laughs> Do you want to get it? him? <laughs> it's right. You're not going to get any miracle texts or anything like that? No. And this guy is in the hospital give given the worst case scenario. But he decided to look at things a different way. He chose... And he started doing different things. Um, Eventually, he got a little bit of movement back in his hands, which is miraculous in itself, but he was still on a breathing machine. And then he put himself through his own trials by holding his finger on the little valve on his neck and began to teach himself to talk again. Nine months later, he walked out of that hospital. And there are so many different stories where these sort of... Scenarios takes place where people, against all the odds, overcome them. And the secret is, it's the power of their choice, their words. They chose not to speak the negative, but they chose to look and find hope. And then they lift them. See, I believe that we all face something that will put our character to check. That will put our situations, our lives, on the position to look at And see whether or not it's actually worthy. Sometimes it happens more than once, but we all face difficult situations. And it's not what we face, but it's how we face that counts. Traumas are tragic. And traumatic situations can be breathtaking and devastating all at the same time. And when we choose not to learn from a trauma, and we choose not to grow from them, then we lose the whole point of them. and instead of them becoming victories in our lives, they just simply stay as tragedies or traumas. If you understand if you want to understand what's actually inside of you, have a look at your actions. Have a look at what you're listening to. Have a listen to who's speaking into your life. have a look at how you are responding to different situations. If I face something, what is the first words that are coming in my mouth? If I face the difficulties or even the simple things like, you know, when you go to put IKEA furniture together. What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? When you help someone and you've got to put together an Audi flat pack. What are the words that come out of your mouth? What are the thoughts that go through your head? But what happens if, if something major goes wrong? How are we responding? In Matthew twelve thirty four, 34, there's a really famous passage of Scripture. It says, You brought a vipers. How can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. You, you can go out. Probably the left one will work out better. Will that work? Push. Yeah, there you go. You brought a vipers. How can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. When Jesus said these words, he was addressing the Pharisees, right the spiritual leaders of the time. Those who should have had the right trains of thought. Those who should have had the right words. But what they were speaking was actually revealing the condition of their hearts. And as people of faith, we should all be speaking faith. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what surrounds us, regardless of the situation that's before us, regardless of whether or not the silly screw actually fits in the hole that's actually been cut in the piece of timber to put the furniture together. And this is why worship is important. Because worship is an act of faith. Singing those words sometimes on a Sunday morning and listening to the, the angelic voice of Victoria. Right? And if you're anything like me who, best case scenario, you're at least three keys out of place, maybe a couple of octaves out, right? And, and Victoria's beautiful voice and phenomenal guitar playing uh, can make you feel inadequate, Right? But you're not there to listen to Victoria. She's just there to guide us. We're there to worship God. But learning to worship God, even in the difficult times, listening to the words, saying those words, is about changing your position. See, I can face one of the difficult weeks. I can turn up this morning. Well, I do a lot of things before. But if I turned up just this morning without doing anything for preparation and I can sing those songs and if I'm actually singing them in the right frame of mind like I'm listening to the words, speaking them out what it does is it changes my countenance and the reason why we put worship at the start of a service isn't because that's the routine It's because it's the way of changing or repositioning us to hear everything that's going to happen. So the Word can take root in my heart and cause greater change in my life. But it's not just about understanding the words we speak. It's having the desire, the motivation to be transformed. To transform into the image and the likeness of the Father, And without that motivation, we will not see true transformation. And that's just my intro. We're going to be continuing in this message of James. We're reading from James chapter 3, verse 1 to 12. I couldn't fiddle on the screen because I've had people say that they can't read everything, so I've made it bigger. So you don't necessarily need your glasses, but I may, so I might have to read it this way. And are driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the incl- uh, inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, that very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our lives and is set on fire by hell. For such species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who have been made into the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree be my brethren produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. James begins to develop his position on the words we speak And he uses a language that's probably not necessarily so familiar to us. He begins to describe that anyone who wants to teach needs to understand the power that they have and the ability to lead people, to be able to take responsibility for the words that we speak. He builds to naming the tongue the muscle to the words that we speak, giving its root cause. There is an essence here that begins to lay out the life of humility. To never think yourself more highly as need to, and to bring ourselves in line. James then goes on to start to develop a foundation to expand upon, starting with a horse's bit in the mouth. That's a little bit that goes in their mouth. And that's where the reins come off. That you can control a mighty beast with such a small bit that actually fits into a horse's mouth. And this also has two meanings. The first is a little thing, such a tiny little thing, can change your direction, can change the horse's direction, both good and bad. So check yourselves. And then keep regular checks. Second is that it's important to understand what you say. That the words we say can change another's directions. And just like a bit in a horse's mouth, so it can it in our, using our mouth. It then talks about don't bless and curse with the same tongue. Understanding that out our mouths we can say both blessings and curses. But don't use both. Choose one. James then goes on to start describing the power of the rudder of a small ship. For obvious reasons, James is describing a sailing ship. They didn't have motors back then. And that they use these giant sails to catch the wind. They push the boat along, that are driven by the wind. But they have these tiny little rudders and comparisons. that guide and direct and give direction So what path are you on? He then guides or gives a third example. That a small flame can set a forest on fire. It only takes a match to set a bush alight. And so it is like with our tongue. The tongue is a small muscle in comparison to the rest of your body. But no part can get you into trouble like our tongue. Our tongue has the ability to get us into deep trouble as well as get us out of it. Our tongue, meaning the words that we speak, have the power or have more power than we might think. We have the power to set ourselves on fire in the context by motivating ourselves by simply being mindful of the words we speak. Saying negative words over ourselves will bring about a negative image of ourselves. Just like accepting another's words over ourselves will give ourselves a negative image. I keep saying this over and over again to our kids. They will come and they say, oh, this person said this about me. Is it true? Do you believe it? No? Then why does it matter? I'm not taking away that that other person shouldn't be saying those things. I'm simply trying to teach my children how not to necessarily take on what someone else has said about you. Just like we struggle with receiving or not receiving words from other people, we struggle with receiving compliments, which is the same as not speaking life over yourself. It's almost this false humility. Choose not to receive the negative words spoken over you by another person. Choose not to accept what someone else did to you. What someone else's actions or the words they speak, the words that they do, the words that they live, does not determine your worth. It's like if I take different people, like we we gave compliments to Victoria, but our worship team is incredible. For two people, they do a phenomenal job. And when we get blessed with other singers which we've had in the past, Connie has joined them. What do you mean, right? Receive. She adds. That's right, you try. But you add. And it's not necessarily, because it's not about your ability, even though you're wonderful, right? It's about what you're doing. It's about your heart. And all the different people that get involved in the church are a blessing. Like Brad and Tamara getting involved in, in the hosting or, or Tamara when she's working with the kids. Right now, Elise and Melinda are in there working with the kids. There's a reason why we lock the doors. Right? There's a reason why not many people want to work with our kids. Well, it's not because they're bad. Some people just want to break from those things. But we need to learn how to speak positive in people's lives, even myself. It's something God doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. But we have the power to receive or reject the words spoken over our lives. We have the the power to choose whether or not we speak life or we speak death into other people's lives or even over our own lives. We determine... Our altitude, not another person's. I cannot determine necessarily what happens to me, but I can choose how I respond. I can choose my altitude by the words that I speak, by the attitude that I take. If we come in agreement with the negative words that are spoken over us, we give them power in our lives. Just like if we come in agreement with the positive words, we empower them in our lives. It's like, it's like Yarrabilba. If you read too much social media, it's detriment. I have heard too many things spoken over this city, this region. I've heard too many negative things said over Yarrabilba. Apparently there's this whinge and bitch page, right, in Yarrabilba. I'm not a part of it, never have been, okay? It's been started for years. And people just get on there and whinge. And I refuse to be a part of it because I don't want to listen to the garbage. But I've heard people say, oh, this is just like Woodridge. Oh, the crime rate is too high when someone's had something happen to them. There's too many bogans. There's too many do this, too many that, too many of that. This happens, this bad. This, bad, this is bad, this is shocking. But the truth is, I choose not to come in agreement with it. We've lived here for almost six years we lived in another house, or we were renting, and then we moved and we built in this one. And the whole time, I had one thing happen someone cut my hose. <laughs> wow, it was only a hose. Could have been a lot worse, but it was nothing major. No, I think they wanted it for something else. but I I choose not to come in agreement with those words that are spoken. In fact, I choose to speak the opposite. I choose to speak the positive over this region. And then we put into action about changing it. See, I personally, and so is Melinda, have taken personal responsibility for our city. I pray for it. I take part in the positive by the words that we speak over it. And we are actively making a positive difference by the things that we do. See, I believe this is going to be the best city in Logan. And people will come, and they already are, from all over the place to live here, to work in here, to work in this city. Why? Because we are going to make it a positive place live how through the power of prayer and by our choice of actions i cannot determine what everyone will say i cannot make everyone be positive by simply changing a few little things like a small little rudder you can change a whole portion of things a small rudder on a big ship can change its direction and a small positive gesture can transform a person when I go walking and I pass somebody, I smile. I say good morning or good afternoon or whatever time of day it is. And a small gesture of smiling to another person is creating a greater atmosphere than what is a frown. And who knows that that person may not necessary That person may need to see someone smile to them. Maybe someone said something to them just beforehand. They've gone outside and they need someone to smile at them. A simple prayer can change the atmosphere. What are you praying? What are you speaking into? What are you holding on to? Are you grabbing hold of the words that other people speak and acknowledging them? It's interesting. Very early on in the age, a politician once said to me, he said that church plants never work in new developments. I chose not to respond to him. There was a response that I would really have loved. But anyway, and I chose to put into action what we wanted to do. See, I know that I will be here with this church long after they are in office. I refuse to accept the negative and we choose to live in the positive. The moves that we make may not necessarily make sense, but what we are trying to do is create a positive atmosphere or to change our perspective or to change other people's perspectives, to reach out and have different connection points and to say what should be said instead of sometimes what is. I choose to speak life over death into this area. I choose to understand the power that I have. And the small things can change the direction of the big things by simply creating influence. See, we choose that. Every single person living in this area has the ability to determine what they choose. And we can choose to see the negative or we can choose to see the positives. See, I think this is a great place to live. I mean, there's only 10,000 people living here. We're not even 25% there yet. And when you go for a drive down a Tambourine Road, because I keep talking to people who go, well, what's that on the left? Oh, that's Yarrabilba. You have to drive all the way down to Plunkett Road to the point where that's the end of Yarrabilba. Yarra is going to be so big that they're actually making it into two suburbs. No, Yarrabilba and Coralbrum, Coralbrum. There you go. There, it's the Aboriginal word for kookaburra. Don't ask me why, but anyway, that's what they've chosen. There's supposed to be forty-five thousand to sixty thousand people here. Eleven schools. I think that's underestimating what they're going to need, but that's another ballgame. Yeah. And when we first came out of here, or f- first came out here, first came in here, what drove us was potential. What drove us was to be able to see beyond what was actually here. The fella down the corner there farms goats. But Yarrabilba has so much potential. And has so much potential to be such a good place to not just live, but to raise your children. And we choose to see that. We choose to be positive influences in our city. To build influence within the developer. We have contact with LendLeaks. To build influences within Logan City. We now have connection points through our local councillor, through different members within Logan City. See, we have the power to understand what we actually have in our hands. The small things can change the direction of the big things. There are many who just want to walk into something without understanding the process of how to get there. There are many who just want an end product without actually having to build and develop it. There are many times that I have asked God, why did you send us out here? This is crazy. But how often do you get an opportunity to start at scratch, to start at the very beginnings and begin to impel and to build into different people and in different arenas and to different areas in this place? It's been a hard slog. I'm not going to say anything about that. But it's a slog that is building to a bigger process simply by the words that we speak. I'm looking forward to 10, 20 years down the track. of seeing what God has done in this area. Seeing what God has done through his people. Just simply by the words that we speak, which then accumulate into actions. Most people want a finished product. They want an end result. I'll go there when the building is there. I'll go there when the church is massive. But let me tell you something about life. And if you can get this, this will change everything. The process is more important than the product. Lives are changed by the process. Lives are changed through the process over the product. The product is the finished result which you're aiming for. The process is how to get there, the journey. A positive product will only come from a positive process. And the way to make a positive process is to find the positive in the process. Not to have the process always work for you. But it's finding the positive in the process by speaking the positive into the process that the positive the uh, process becomes positive and that you can actually get a positive product. I know I had to write it down, so I remember. <laughs> uh, do you want me to say it again? Okay. All right. Find the positive in the process. Okay, and then I, I think I re- reiterated it again. Um, yeah, so you need to have a positive. You need to find the positive in the process. And finding the positive in the process makes the process positive. The other option, of course, is just to listen to it again. (laughs) And with a positive process, you can get a positive product. The product will be magnificent, but the process will be glorious. My life is changed through the process. I grow, I develop through the journey, through the life that I live, through the process of this life. And my process, the truth is, is not complete. The words I choose to use are positive. Now, it's easy to find the negative. Oh my gosh, it's easy to find a negative. You can find the negative so easy. And that's why, to be honest with you, 100% sure, that's why a lot of people fail. That's why people don't accomplish what they want to accomplish. It's not because they're not gifted. It's not because they're not talented. It's not because they don't have the right attitude or the right opportunities. It's simply because of the words that they speak. If you listen to motivational speakers, if you listen to the people who are being... or If you want to look at the way their concept of successful, they all have one thing in common. It's the positive words that they are speaking. They're finding the positive in the most difficult of situations. They're finding the positive in the process they're speaking the positive during the process in order to get a positive product see Christ just didn't die for us so we could get to heaven if you think like that that's too small he died so that we could all enter in and we could all get to the process of understanding the product Jesus died so that we don't necessarily have to be negative. Jesus died so that no matter whatever we face, we can find what He is doing in it. The positive in any situation is what is God doing in that situation. And if you can't find the positive, then be the positive. If you can't find the positive in the darkest of situations, then decide to become the positive in that situation. But Jesus died so that we could actually be the positive. Jesus died for us, each and every one of us, so that we could develop into all that he has called us to be, to be the positive in the situation. Can you imagine if in the darkest of someone's life, you were the positive? You were the one who was speaking hope. You were the one who was speaking faith. Can you imagine if you were surrounded by your friends who knew exactly what you had been through, through all the traumatic experiences, and you were the one who was speaking hope? It'll be right. We'll find a way. We'll make this through. It'll all be good. There's positives in this. What makes a situation worse than what it is, is the words that we speak. There's a bigger calling for this city than just simply existing. And God has set things in motion years, decades before even any of us arrived. He positioned people to be in certain places at certain times to do what He needs to be done. But the same result will take place. God is looking for people who will be able to stand up and say, Yes, Lord, send me. Yes, Lord, I will go. Yes, Lord, choose me. Yes, Lord, I will be the positive in my situation. Yes, Lord, I will choose to speak your positive in the darkest of situations. Yes, Lord, no matter what is thrown at me, I will be more than what you can imagine or what you need me to be during the situation. Going through my situation, I had to learn to speak positive. Because it was so easy to speak negative. It was so easy just to roll up in a ball and die or quit. I shouldn't say die, quit. But I chose to find the positive, and sometimes it's difficult to find the positives. And I remember someone saying, Oh, you've got to find the positives. The truth is, I was struggling to find the positives. So I decided to be the positive. That no matter what happens to me, no matter what I go through, I will show a positive because I will keep moving forward. I will keep pushing forward. We will do the unthinkable. We'll do the unimaginable. Not so I can get credit, but so people can learn to be positive in the darkest of situations. So people can find the light. So people can know Jesus. So people can see God through me, hopefully. Maybe I can shine enough the reason why we did the, the, the charity was the same example. It was another connection point. It was a point that we could have people come to a place that maybe they didn't necessarily feel comfortable with going to a church, but they could get the same message of hope, the same message of faith, the same message of love, the same message of positivity. You go into that place and what's on the walls, part of the sayings. Sayings that are supposed to encourage you and strengthen you. You won't get a frown. You'll get a positive. I was told Melinda went to a couple of op shops the other day. Some of the ladies. There was one, they walked in there, and there was two ladies, bless their hearts. They were so looking forward to when the shop had to shut. And they were working there. (laughs) You know, counting down the minutes. Tick, tock, tick, tock. They didn't have a smile on their face. They weren't happy to be there. They didn't present a good positive attitude. They just they were done for the day. Maybe some bad situation happened. Maybe some customer came in and was not happy with them. But in a world with so much negativity, in a world with so much fear, what the world actually needs is just a little bit of hope. Just a little bit of faith and just a little bit of love. Just a little bit of positivity. To see the positive in the situation. To see the positive in the negative. You can change someone's life just by listening to what they have to say and by saying, "Ah, oh, that's awesome. What? Did you just hear what I said? No, no, no. All that stuff, that's awesome. There's good things in there. Look at that. Look at that. You're still alive. You're still breathing. If you, don't, if you wake up one morning and you go, oh, I don't want to get up today, take a breath. If you can feel your lungs and breathe out, then you are alive, and that is an awesome thing. That means you have the power to change what you face. Maybe not change what faces you, but you can change how you face it simply by seeing it a little bit different. Good things are coming. Good things, but they are often wrapped in circumstances that are not necessarily pleasant. Opportunities are found in the darkest of moments. But it just takes someone to see the light. Someone to see the positive and say, I can do that. I can do that. Send me. I'll do that. I'll do that. That sounds like a challenge. Nothing worth, e- uh, nothing worth doing in life is ever easy. We're going to pray. We're going to close the meeting. We've got to church little christmas party at our place come along you don't have to bring any food mel does suggest or we do suggest bringing a ten dollar gift if that's to uh, if you if you can't do that come and see us just turn up anyway uh, if you need our address you can come in and talk to myself or melinda most of you know our place where we live it's going to be a bit of fun time of fellowship time of well good food hopefully i had to get up early this morning put the brisket on But uh, there's plenty there. We're going to pray and we're going to close the meeting. And then we'll see it all at our place as soon as possible. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that there is a positive in any situation. And if we can't find it, it's because we are it. And by simply changing our attitude and the words that we speak, we can change our altitude. Father, I choose to speak life. Father, we choose to speak life in any situation. Bless us, guide us, direct us, grant us wisdom, grant us the strength to take another step. Father, open doors that cannot be opened. Cover us with your protection over this next week. Guide us in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.